Welcome to another great episode of Dazed and Infused. Today's guest, Ron Funches, actor, voice actor, character on cartoons, has appeared on many, many TV shows, and a well-loved comedian. Hope you enjoyed today's episode with Ron Funches. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another great episode of Dazed and Infused. Today, we're really privileged to have with us Ron Funches, uh, comedian, actor, voice actor, and you've seen him on stage and you've seen him on screen, on Blackish. You've heard him on Trolls and many other shows. Ron, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Right, man. You got a distinctive voice. Hard to miss you. Thank you for being <laughs> here. So let's just start it out, man, with um, your historical relationship to Canvas. Where'd you come to Canvas? How old were you, if you want to say? And you know, sure. how'd you get there? Absolutely. Well, basically, I was growing up in the Pacific Northwest. I was in Salem, Oregon at the time. Okay. And I had, uh, from an early age, had done a a little bit of research on it because I'm a nerd in general and it always just seemed interesting to me that it, there had been no like ODs or death with that but like you know so many other things that caused so many issues so I had always felt even from a young age where I was like I don't know if I'm gonna drink or I'm gonna do other stuff but I think I might try this right. and um but for you know I grew up in a very religious household and so for a long time I didn't really do anything and it's just my friends were getting into it in high school as I turned 16 and I was just kind of sitting at home by myself and was just like well I keep doing this I could go hang out I guess peer pressure is the term uh but <laughs> right but I went and I heard my first bong hit I remember out of a wizard bong in a in a trailer park in Salem Oregon and I just knew that red vines had never tasted so delicious and Reno 911 had never been so hilarious even though it had always been very hilarious me and uh i was like i think i like this this is fun and it's just been a part of my life pretty much since then i took a couple year maybe a year break when my son was born but that was about it i know that drill man and i got something to share with you too i am also oregon person and we spent many years up in eugene oregon my daughter's up there currently i married a girl from portland and that's where i really got into heavy hitting was in eugene you know Oh, absolutely. You go to the Northwest, it'll just find you. Marijuana will find you. It'll and track I, you down. Absolutely. And I just <laughs> have me in the right place at the right time. Right on. Well, that's a good story. I mean, I haven't heard the too much of the Northwest. I've had a lot of guests, not so many. I have a couple from Seattle and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Another little coincidence here. We're birthday brothers, March 12th. Oh, absolutely. Us and Liza Minnelli. Yeah, so... Happy post-birthday to you, my friend. Thank you. You as well. So let's get into the nitty-gritty of this and um, tell the people at home who are watching this today, this is all about kind of a new era for TV, for viewers, for cannabis, for everything. And that is you're bringing on Chop 420 onto the Discovery Plus Network, and we're continuing this mainstream of cannabis to the American people. And I think it's really cool. How does it feel to you? to be kind of the first person to be exposing cannabis to the nation on a bigger viewing scale. 
Well, I don't consider myself that. I feel like there's been a lot of people at the forefront of it. Uh, I could name so many people, whether it be someone like Snoop Dogg or uh, Seth Rogen with his houseplant company. Oh, yeah. I think he's been doing very uh, wonderful work in that space of, of normalizing it and making it more mainstream. Um, but I am very happy to partner. I think it's more about Chops being a part of it yeah. and that I get to uh, be grateful to be a host of it but that they're lending the name of chops which is 50 seasons plus it's something that your parents watch your grandparents watch your aunts watch yeah. kids watching and you can and that we're saying that hey it's okay that we're adding cannabis to this it's not taboo it doesn't make it uh something that we wouldn't work with and i love being part of that i love i i'm very aware of that that i can kind of be if I can be the person that makes pot shows and edibles and infuse things um, palatable to your mom and grandma, I think I've done a great job, you know? Indeed. You know, that's where I was going is not is shout out to Snoop for all the good hard work he's been doing in the background forever. That guy has done more for cannabis than anybody. And then Joe Rogan, of course, I mean, he popularized it with his show with Elon Musk token out on that, on that great episode, but you're bringing it to the masses, grandma, grandpa. And I can just imagine my old grandma saying to me, what the hell am I watching here? What's going on? You know, she wouldn't believe it. You know, it'd just be like this bizarre new world to her. And I, I think that's neat because in terms of this show, for days and infused, not only are you hitting on the edible nature of cannabis, right? But you're also, it is, it is, despite what you, what you said earlier, it is a, you're a linchpin now in the history of cannabis because this is going to be something that's watched by a lot of people. And I think it's very significant. So I'm still going to shout you out for that, but you know, <laughs> I, I think it's cool. I really do because you know, 15 years ago, would you seen that? No, mm. you would have seen shows like Weeds and stuff like that. Which are cool. They brought it to the masses too, but in a much different way, you know. Yeah, not actually. It's a fictionalized version of it, but I think yeah. To, I mean, it's so. Even when I've been on sets where it's like people I know who smoke a bunch of weed, and we're doing scenes where you're supposed to smoke weed it's still fake weed and it's like why <laughs> like why yeah. are we doing that and that's one thing i liked about this show so much and when i really felt like oh this is like home to me where they're like my manager called me and she was like oh they need you to sign a contract saying you're okay with smoking weed on camera and i was like oh what this is the opposite of <laughs> how everyone else yeah for real <laughs> it, it's an uh, absolute pleasure yeah yeah i i dig it uh, I watched the trailer you sent over and very little difference between this and the normal show. And there shouldn't be because this is part of what the world is doing now. Right. And it, it, weed and um, really good dosing of weed in your daily diet. If you're a cannabis user, that's important stuff. And uh, like for my product that we make sugies, which you're acquainted with, you've had, it's like we wanted to bring on a product that had five milligrams because you could pace it out. You know, you could have mm -hmm. a nice evening rather than just getting jacked on one brownie. You're like, what was that? hundred milligrams. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. Two days. Right. <laughs> no, that's exactly. I think the same, same message, same mission is to like, take this thing. Cause I mean, so many interviews I've done, as soon as you bring it up, if they're not knowledgeable, they're like, Whoa, oh, so you guys eat uh, one meal and you just passed out for two days. And it's just like, that's like 
the that's not a good situation. That's the thing that you went through in the past. That was right. someone who didn't know how to dose things. That's when you didn't know how to measure things out. And what we're trying to showcase to you is that you can be a first time smoker. You can be a light smoker. You could be just someone who has aches and pains and find something that works for you and your diet, whether it's with THC, CBD, or the combination of both. And to bring that to like, not just like, oh, cookies and brownies, but like, oh, look, we're having a roasted duck. We're having a nice pasta. We're having all these meals, like these things that I've been going to in Los Angeles with these, you know, curated meals in the showcase of these people where it's like, you can you can go and do this and have fun and get home safely and we're not gonna yeah you know be a problem experientially too like you want to have that experience where you exit that dinner and you're like wow that was amazing i'm high as shit but that was amazing and i want that again what you don't want is that person leaving the dinner going i'm never doing that again yeah absolutely absolutely and like (laughs) in that trailer i think um, I think one of the, the cooks was doing a looked like a encrusted lamb chop or something. And it just looked so delicious. It was crazy. It looked as good as anything like Gordon Ramsay would do or anything like mm-hmm. that. So it's, it's just normal, you know, and that's so good in the cannabis sphere. So hats off to you guys in the show. Were you always an edible person or, or was it mainly smoking? It's mainly smoking even now. Like it, it goes yeah. back and forth, depending on things. Like I tend to um look in the show. Like I try to stay away from things with high sugar or high fat because you know I've been in lost 140 pounds of my diet and I've just been more conscious of what I eat. And so uh finding something that works for me and works within my diet has been important for me. And uh so it's been a balance it's gone from like i went from the days of uh the usually thing in portland oregon called the musty brownies of this comedian who would just give you this you could barely take a couple bikes but it would knock you out and i went from that point to now you know getting to where i'm eating the high cuisine and i and i i'm i've enjoyed i've enjoyed all of the journey <laughs> <laughs> that's great i like it um you know um as, as we go into new things, by the way, we are coming out with Stevia Shuggies now, too, if you're into Stevia. Nice, perfect. You know, Absolutely, I am. Moderated the taste, too, so it has a good taste to it, so that's nice. Um, how did you get this job? Did you um, interview extensively for it? Um, I've got to imagine there's a couple other comedians who were in the running with you, but... No. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Wrong answer. You're going like, oh, man, 70 people. <laughs> Not that I know of. Maybe they did, but they just kind of reached out to me as far as I know. I'm sure they might have other people they wanted, but um, and I was just like, that sounds right. That sounds fun. That's, mm-hmm. I like Chopped. I've been on and I had a history with Chopped. I've been on the show uh, several years prior, just trying mm-hmm. to go on there and, and try it out. And I did, did horribly, but I was nice and sweet to people. And I guess they remembered. So as host or contestant? Contestant. Oh, far out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Got chopped yes. first round. First round out. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> but now I you, do you, the chopping. So that's good. You did it, though. That's what counts, right? So <clears throat> let me ask you this. I mean, we're going to go do, totally divergent here and not just sit on this subject. Is mm-hmm. With COVID, obviously, you're stand-up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I heard your appearance on Conan. Great, great appearance, by the way. You guys have a great repartee. I mean, the, the conversation between you two is very familiar. You know, you must have had a lot of time on the road with him. Yeah, no, I love Conan. He's been a big part of my life from long before I've ever met him. You know, I was watching his work and learning off of his work and to um, make my first appearance on TV on his show. And um, it was so funny because I was actually, uh, my guess now, this makes me sound egotistical. I was looking at my IMDb and just looking (laughs) at the things that I'd done. And I didn't realize like I, that was 10 years ago and I've been on Conan 13 times since then. And I was like, Wow, he's really looked out for me. He's taken me out on the road and like I've learned a lot from him. And I don't think there's a better example to learn from as far as being not only a great um, comedian, but also a great person. Yeah, my takeaway from that interview, too, was his comment to you, because I think that was back uh, March 20th. Um, But I guess you were kind of the first guest in house, right? You were at the theater in L.A. Mm -hmm. And um you know, with COVID, not very many people getting out, right? And it's mm-hmm. just been tough and tough on the comedy crowd. I'm a big comedy fan. I've had uh, the Weed and Grub people on um, on the show a couple of times and, you know, Mike Glazer and mm-hmm. Mary Jane. And um, it, it was going to be a real bummer. And I think uh, hopefully now it's coming out. I mean, what are the people in the comedy crowd on your side saying? Are they just raring to go? As soon as oh, absolutely. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> a lot of Absolutely. good material being written. A lot of people booking book gigs, a lot of people raring to go. And it's just, um, I think everybody's more grateful for the time on stage now and just yeah. um, aware of how fragile things can be. I think we all are just as human beings, you know? And so I know I'm excited. I'm going out on the road doing some gigs uh, through the summer, but it's also taught me to kind of like, keep a balance. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm not happy to be there. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like burnt out and wishing I was somewhere else. I want to realize, I want to always be aware of how lucky I am to have this job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And it looks like just from, you know, your appearance on this, this show, it looks like it's going to go quite a while. So that's cool. And your launch is tomorrow or well this is going to air in a couple of weeks probably but um 420 is your official launch of the show right yeah absolutely perfect time perfect day to launch it it was meant to be uh, i think people are gonna love it I, I personally am proud of it and i don't tend to lie about those things i will promote things but you'll never hear me go i'm proud of it <laughs> so, <laughs> but i am i think this is uh, um a lot of the things I've been working for towards for a, a long time, just learning my hosting skills, whether it's been in stand up or hosting a, a game show prior and just using my, my podcasting skills and just putting everything together. And, and yeah. I think it, I just um, and the, the trust and the faith that they showed me from the people from chop to really make it my own and to not like, just try to follow what ted does but to just be myself and make it my show um was yeah you know it was that meant the world to me well it, it was well done and it's, it's so professional too obviously that group who's doing it is doing a really nice pro job i mean mm-hmm. they know the how year. to make it look good that's what i love that's what i was excited about is that they're always so good at those food shots and i'm like oh and now they're going to do that with marijuana i'm excited <laughs> 
Well, I did. I did have a conversation with uh, one of your contestants. Let's just say that during I was down in Palm Springs area during the same time. And he's like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm on <laughs> lockdown. You know, I'll be here for a week. So call me in a couple of weeks. So it was pretty, pretty funny. And I was like, what are you doing, man? Tell me what you're doing. No, can't tell you. Sorry. Sequester. All very secret. Sequester. So, yeah, man. And you, uh, you also had like uh, luminaries in, in the business as, as your guest. Uh, Laganja Stranja was uh, mm-hmm. on there. Definitely advocate of cannabis use. Long-term advocate. Um, the other hosts I didn't really know very much about. I apologize mm-hmm. for that. But they no were problem. certainly knowledgeable and doing their thing. Yeah, that's what I loved about the show. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, who are the guests going to be? Or the judges going to be? Is going to be Snoop Dogg and this and that? What I love about it is that it's people who are very knowledgeable about not just marijuana, but also using it in cooking and also just cooking in general. They were either past chop champions or restaurant owners. Like uh, I think Esther Choi, who is one, one of, I think she. He's the only judge on all five episodes because she became that center star. She just knows Mm -hmm. what she's talking about food wise. She knows what she's talking about weed wise. And she just good at her job. And I I, I truly loved working with Laganja because not only she hilarious and fun to work with and could, you know, jump on any joke. I thought that she really, um, represents a lot what the show is about, which is personal freedom of like, this isn't, taboo this isn't in the closet this is mainstream not only is the smoking marijuana or in, in edibles mainstream but laganja's mainstream being yourself being a drag queen being whatever it might be well, as long right. as you're being yourself and doing what you want that is mainstream and that's i think a beautiful message i think that is the the um real takeaway too in the ganja culture Every day I'm with people who are interesting and different and bring all sorts of cool stuff to the table, um, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's, you know, religious, whatever it is. But I see everybody in the field every day and it's very chill. Um, it changed. Ganja changed my life from the time I was 14. Right. But I went into a career that I I thought I wanted to do mm-hmm. and I made a lot of money doing it. But it didn't make me happy. In fact, it made me kind of sad, you know, for many years. Then I got into cannabis and uh, made it a, not just a sideline, not just slinging doobies to your buddies, but made it something, right? And it's, it's changed my life and it's changed it so for so many people I know. And you're right about Laganja Strange, just being able to be out and doing her thing and bringing it to the masses and showing, hey, this is normal. What you do is normal. We're all normal. It's just different different types of normal. Absolutely. And I just love the story that you just told to me. And that's such beautiful. I mean, the, the things that um, I think I spent my whole career, my whole life making a way and making money off of things that people tend to like thumb their nose at, you know, whether it's me getting into stand up with my love of pro wrestling, my love of video games, mm-hmm. my love of marijuana. And I don't think there's nothing that feels quite as good as like, taking that thing that something people made fun of you or judged you on or said was taboo and then being like, look, I make my living off of this. I uh, live my life off of this. I'm a successful person off of this. And so in a way, I'm a, a version of the American dream. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, pioneer. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah, man. And it's nice always being a pioneer because yeah. you're at the forefront of it. I, I have the same reaction to friends of mine. They're like, at first, they're like, what are you doing that for? Why are you throwing your life away? And I was like, you know, that's not what this is about. 
This is about following your dream. This is about following your passion and loving the plant that brought stuff to you. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, I read in your bio and it hit home for me. It's like when you're down, like you, you had no money. I've been there. You're eating, you know, beans and, and uh, tortillas because there's nothing else you can buy because you had no money. We always had a little money for weed, right? And back, <laughs> I'm, a Cal- I'm a California guy too. So like we would get, you know, Acapulco gold in a brick, you know, and we'd split it up between 20 friends, you know, and you, you had your three or four grams and that got you, you know, your friends helped you too, but that weed helped you more because man, <laughs> <laughs> my car's broken down the rent's late <laughs> you know your yeah. guy, you, the guy you work for won't pay you stress and a little bit of weed and we're gonna be okay <laughs> yeah just get the damn seeds out of the acapulco <laughs> <laughs> we all remember don't we you know Absolutely. being down there um you know what how do you feel about being in the streaming channel? You know, my personal thing is I don't have cable at home on purpose because I can't stand commercials. Like I, I like directionless commercials. I can deal with them. Well produced commercials, but gosh, you know, they mainstream TV has gotten crazy and being on a streaming network. That's pretty cool. Do you, do you view that as more valuable than being on the, you know, traditional cable or, you know, broadcast? Or, or I do mean, you care? I think they're all, no, I don't really care. I think they're all like things. I just try to work whatever is advantageous about that situation. You never, nothing beats free, right? So when people yeah. go like, oh, I could just turn this on and do it. That's great. But I don't think that like, I think when, I mean, especially the Discovery Plus app. I don't know if you've seen what's on there, but I love all that stuff on there. And oh, yeah. I'm not just saying that to chill. I'm saying that because I'm a married man who hangs around watching 90 Day Fiance and everything on the and, and then they got old episodes of Man versus Food when my wife falls asleep. Stop oh, yeah. me up. And I Adam. do I mean I just like things. Um, I think it gives us space for shows like this and do i think they could put this show right on the food network or around absolutely and maybe that's something that could happen down the line i don't know but where we are what it allows us to do is have our space and if you were coming into here because you want to be here it's a very low monetary thing to come in there and there's a lot of bang for your buck and i think just being able to um have more creative control and not, you know, even though it is as mainstream, we're still able to do some things that might not be allowed on network, you know? Yeah. It's directionalized content too, which is cool. Exactly. That's the word. That's yeah. The word. Because then, you know, you could be on an airplane Southwest flight to San Francisco or something, right? And you're like, I'm going to watch this Ganja show. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Boom, you got it. This right. Is what I like. This is what I'm into. This is my, I mean, every, that's why I think people are getting more of the future is like, these are my shows. And this and this is where they're located. No matter whether it's streaming or whatever, I go where my shows are. You know. Yeah, yeah. It makes it, it gives you freedom. Exactly. It gives you freedom, and that's what it's all about. That's weed. That's cannabis. That's the lifestyle. And I'm glad you're part of it now, man. And I'm glad you're also at the forefront of getting this <laughs> mainstream. So um, we've reached that kind of part in the show where I just want to talk to you about Stony story, one of the fan favorites here. And that just Ooh. is a story about someone, yourself, your grandma, your mom, your dad eating all your brownies by accident, which happened mm-hmm. to me and or whatever, you know, and you got a story for the, the people at home. Sure. Is it okay if I take a hit while I tell it? Hell yeah. Spark that pole up. I see your raw papers on the ground back there in the box too. Is that your cat toy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh, it's like my big pile of hemp wick, actually. 
Okay. While Ron takes a hit, we're going to say this show is brought to you by Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S, at Shuggies.com. Delicious stevia, sugar, and agave in many convenient form factors. How was that hit, Ron? It was great. It was very tasty. I'm glad I had it because it's been a long there? day. I'm smoking some houseplant from the Seth Rogen's company, some of his pancake ice. I like the little tins. They're fun. Oh, oh those are, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's very fun. nice. Um, so I got a couple stories. I could tell you one. They're both quick. So please, Lay I'm sorry down. I could stick to one. Um, but down. I think one of my favorite Sony stories is when I was in high school and I was um, hiding that I was smoking from anyone in the house, my dad, my sister and everyone. But they all kind of knew. Um, and I went to go smoke pipe in the backyard thinking that nobody was home. And then I come back into the house and I noticed as I'm smoking, I'm like seeing this, a pair of shoes that are in the back porch that I've left out for so long. I've left them there for weeks, apparently, that there's like spider web building in my shoes. And I was like smoking and just watching the spider build a web in my shoes. And then I hide my pipe and I go in the house and I'm still reeking and I just run right into my sister. And she's like, what were you doing? And I just go, oh, there's spiders in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay I had to deal with that i had to deal with that There's spiders um, in my shoes i'm gonna use that round by the way wonderful way to go let's go smoke spiders in my shoes uh this thing is just my relationship with my mom and in in marijuana of us like it going from her being very anti us uh me smoking and thinking it was harming me my um skills as a parent or as a uh breadwinner and then, comedian yeah i know she was like you could be a better comedian if you didn't smoke weed and i was like i don't <laughs> i don't know about that um but <laughs> i've seen them they're not that great um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um to now like you know my my mom was eventually unfortunately diagnosed with breast cancer and you can mm. see in her battle with that and her go through the pain of that and also a couple knee surgeries as well to the point where she was in so much pain and i was like i just think just try like just try the cbd topical let's try this first and then to get her into that and her like oh i had a good night's sleep i felt so much better than mm-hmm. the point that like me and my mom went to amsterdam together and like watching sitting there watching her roll a joint and just have a, a, a good time in life and the fact that she'll now go to comedy clubs with me and like smoke joints with her friends she won't smoke with me that's her one rule that mm-hmm. she has to maintain dominance mm-hmm. by not smoking with me but to see I think it's like allowing us to be honest with each other about like who we both are and like not judge each other. It it taught me more about her and the things that she went through as a single parent and not to judge her as now that I'm a parent. And I think it's given her more respect for me and more love for me of like, Oh, like, look at all you do and all the things you get done. And it does, this is just who you are. And, and she told me, I mean, I had a conversation with her just the other day where she was like, Oh, like my sisters were like talking about like how like, Oh, he's always got uh, marijuana tins all over his room. So you know what his habits are. And she's all like, yeah, but he has them in the house that he paid for so he can do what he wants. And yeah. I was like, that's so nice for, to hear that from my mom. They go to go that full 180 from her yeah. you know, to now being like, you just live your life. He proved me wrong. He, yeah. he did it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's a very uplifting stony story. Thank you, Ron. Happy to. That's right on. So um, besides uh, Chop 420 on the Discovery Plus Network, you want to plug any gigs you got coming up? Sure. I mean, I'm going around Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Portland, Baltimore, uh, Kansas City, a lot of different places. Just go roundpunches.com, look at my dates. If you just want to hang out with me online and play video games, just go to twitch.tv, Ron underscore Funches, and we play games all the time. We watch wrestling, and we do this thing called Get High Watch Wrestling, where we get high and watch wrestling. So maybe that's one of your interests. So come on I'm by ha- for that. <laughs> I'm halfway convinced wrestling was invented for stoners anyway, so that's good. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, if you're at home right now and tomorrow is 420, which is probably a couple of weeks from now when you're listening to this, if not, if we don't get it out earlier, um, look for Chop 420 on the Discovery Plus Network. Ron, it's been a great pleasure having you here. And I, I'd love to have you back if you ever want to talk about any new projects you're on or just talk about this show again or talk about weed in general. I'll have you back on. I'd love that. Thank you very much for having Thank- me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, Ron. I appreciate your time. And as always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies. You can find us at www.shuggies.com or on Instagram at that Shuggies feeling at that Shuggies feeling. Hit us up uh, DM us for any information about our um, house 420 events. If you are in the cannabis industry, look us up at H a U S four two zero.com. Anybody in the cannabis industry can attend these events. You just have to RSVP and tell us who you work for. Ron, that includes you. You're now officially in the cannabis industry with your Yay! I love it. All right. We'll see you at House 420, man. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Ron Funches. Always a funny guy. What a distinctive voice and a hell of a fun time to be around. As always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies. That's S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Find us at a dispensary near you, the 500 milligram and 1000 milligram infused concentrate. Again, thanks for being here with Dazed and Infused. We'll see you next time.